Hey guys, do you love candles as much as I love candles? If you do, you gotta check out Circle E Candles. I'm telling you, their candles are absolutely my favorites. I have been buying candles from Circle E Candles for over 10 years, and my house always smells amazing. They're triple scented. They're also always running specials, so there's always a good discount on something, or if you buy a certain amount, you can get free shipping. I'm gonna add their link in my show notes so you can go check them out yourself. And guys, seriously, this place is legit. They ship all over the United States. So check them out. They're fantastic. And I wouldn't steer you wrong. You know that. So hey, if I love them, I know you're going to love them. Circle E Candles. You really have to get yourself some. And also let them know you heard about them from me. Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Lindsay Abel, and she has a master's degree in psychology. She's also going to share with us her experience with multi-level marketing. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me. I was intrigued by your story. Uh, I listened to you on another podcast, and I'm going to get that host on my podcast as well. But your story intrigued me. And before we really get into this, I have to tell you, I have some experience not in multi-level marketing, but I do have experience in some of the cult-like attributes that you guys talked about, and it just really rung true to me. So can you explain to my listeners what multi-level marketing is and why you have an issue with it? And we'll just kind of go from there. Okay. So the simplest, most basic way to describe it is Every time you see one of your friends flinging some kind of product on Facebook, it is likely multi-level marketing where they are selling a product and as they sell this product, or sometimes it's also a service, it could be a product, it could be a service, they are recruiting others to do the same. Mm. So all those weight loss things that you see your friends selling, the makeup, the skincare, the the clothing, oftentimes, I feel like clothing has really exploded. That was the one I was the most in depth with, um, was LuLaRoe. But there are more multi-level marketing companies out there than I ever even knew until I really started researching and diving in to what it is all about. But essentially, while you're recruiting, you're making money off of the people below you, mm. a percentage of their sales or a percentage of their purchases. And you earn some sort of bonus as you recruit these people and they can do the same. And they're all a pyramid scheme. And when we think of pyramid schemes, we think of the crazy letter you get in the mail that says, send me a dollar and send a dollar to these 10 people. And then a thousand people are going to send you a dollar or silly things like that. But these are pyramid schemes because the person at the top who is recruiting and recruiting and recruiting and recruiting building a pyramid below them that is all making them money. And in the majority cases, you are not going to make money. Only that person at the top of the pyramid is going to make money. Mm. And as you flow farther down that pyramid, those people are making less and less and less and less money and losing more and more and more and more money. 
Well, you know, it's funny though, you know, Lindsay, when I was hearing you on the other podcast, I was like, you guys go, you know, we're the customers, not our customers. So these are promoted as you are going to be your own boss. You're going to own your own business. But the reality of it is you do not own your own business. You have someone telling you what to do, providing you with these products. You are in a contract with these companies as a, quote, independent contractor, not an employee, but it is not your own business because your own business, you would find your own products, source your own products, and realistically also source them for far less money than you are paying these multi-level marketing companies for these products. And you are convinced you're running your own business, but really you are buying the product from them as a customer and they want you recruited into this pyramid because you will buy and use and get your friends to buy and use the product. And then they're buying and using the product and recruiting their friends. And it's not as simple as buying something wholesale and then reselling it to make a profit, you're earning a commission that is a percentage. And in the majority of these, it is a very, very, very small commission. And you are also paying out many expenses for a lot of these. And there's a a saying in the community of multi-level marketing of being garage qualified, Mm -hmm. because often you have to sell or purchase a specific amount every month, summer, weekly, or bi-weekly, or annually. This depends on what, you know, you are involved in. But the saying of garage qualified is you have a garage full of products that you've been unable to sell, but you kept purchasing and purchasing and purchasing and loading it out in the garage so that you could reach that next level to reach that next commission, to reach that next bonus check. But you're not actually gaining anything because your garage is full of whatever this product is. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. I think you said it was, was it 2016 or 17? You got involved with LuLaRoe, correct? Yes. 2016, I got involved with LuLaRoe. Mm, Okay. So, and to my listeners, you know, I don't want to bash any specific company because I don't have experience in them. I'm just simply letting Lindsay tell us her experience. So please understand this is just, it's been blowing up all over TikTok, all over Instagram. And some of my even Facebook pages are starting to talk about things like this and even YouTube for goodness sake. So I just thought, you know, with that bite model comparison that I even talked to the ex-Mormons about, there's something to this. And I wanted Lindsay to be able to tell her stories about the LuLaRoe experience. And I may pop in here and there, but I really would love to hear your story. Um, I will try to give the short version of it because there's a lot to it. Um, The previous podcast I was on, we talked for three hours almost, and I still didn't even finish everything that I had written in my notes because there's just so much to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I started in 2016. I got invited to a Facebook group from an acquaintance, and she was selling clothes with her sister. And every time... I would see something pop up on my news feed. It was sold, 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 sold. Everything was selling. Mm. And I'm, what is this stuff? I've never heard of this. 
I don't even know how to pronounce what this stuff is, right? Because LuLaRoe is a very strange name. And I decided to buy a shirt because I had just had a baby. I had no clothes that fit me. And I bought a shirt because I needed some clothes. And I really liked it. I'm a pretty plain Jane usually when it comes to clothing. I wear black leggings most days with a t-shirt. And all of this stuff was more bold, and I thought I'll throw something a little farther away from the way I normally dress, spice things up, I guess. And I decided I'm going to have a party. I had this party online, got tons of free stuff, had all of my friends messaging me, I've never heard of this, what is this stuff? One of my friends, uh, Katie, one of my dear friends, I used to work with her, we've been friends for years. And she messaged me, how do you get into selling this stuff? Did you see how much they sold? They've got to be making a killing. And I said, I don't know anything about that end of it. I had Googled it and some things popped up about selling it, but it's very expensive to get started. And I never really thought any more of it. Right. She said, we need to look into this. We need to find out more because they're making, they've got to be making a killing, you know? Right. So I messaged the girl that I had the party with. She provided me some very brief, basically worthless information because as you'll see in multi-level marketing, everything's a secret (laughs) and they don't put it all right out there to you. So she provided me very vague answers to all of my questions sent me this packet of information, this recruiting packet that also provided little to no information. But the biggest piece of information was that it's about $5,000 at that time. I think it's changed since then, but it was about $5,000 to get started at that time. That's crazy. Then I had a heart attack and nearly died. Oh my God. Yeah. And then my friend Katie said, well, it wouldn't be so bad. They do it together. We could do it together and we could split it and it was income tax time. I'm at home with my kids, wanting to be home with my kids as much as possible. And I thought, what the heck? I've blown my income tax on worse things, right? (laughs) So we get signed up, we get started, we get our inventory. We had to wait months to actually get started because there was a queue that you had to wait in because it was in such a boom as far as recruiting consultants. It was new to our area. There were not a lot of consultants in the area. And it was March of that year that we actually got our stuff and got the ball rolling and started selling. In the beginning, it blew us away. We sold everything immediately. We couldn't even believe how fast things were selling. We were making money. We had people contacting us wanting to know how we got started and what they could do to get started. And it just snowballed from there. And before we knew it, we had a big team of people underneath of us. We were getting bonus checks every month. We were selling stuff like crazy. But when LuLaRoe started, the idea of it was everything was limited. So everything was limited quantities because then you increase that fear of missing out, that FOMO. Right of somebody wanting whatever it is you have and they know there's only a few out there so they have to buy it and they have to buy it right now and they don't even look at the ridiculous price tags that all those things add and eventually they increased the number of prints and then the prints started getting worse and worse and worse some of the things we would get were so ugly that 
we would just <laughs> toss them aside because we knew there was no chance they were ever selling. Right. And the uglier things got and the more of things we were getting, the less things we were selling. We were recruiting people to join our team, which we were making bonuses off of, but something often missed in multi-level marketing is you're recruiting your customers to also sell the product. And if you recruit all of your customers, who is going to buy the product from you? Oh, and when yeah. you're recruiting your customers, not only are you recruiting that customer, but you're also, you know, you're losing that friend and that sister that she added to your group who were buying from you because now they're going to buy from her. And you're losing more than just that one customer every time you're recruiting someone. Oh, wow. So your customer base is shrinking and you're getting those bonus checks, but you really got to get to a certain level for those bonus checks to make up for what you've lost when you've recruited all of your customers. Right. Because you still have to maintain those sales in order to continue to be a consultant. So as time went on, things dwindled farther and farther. There was a lot of stuff. If anybody's familiar with LuLaRoe, there was a lot in the news about some shady business dealings that were happening. We tried to ignore that for a little while, but it certain point you can't ignore it anymore because it is affecting the availability of products and it is affecting what you're trying to do so you can't just always put the blinders on and ignore it and as time went on and sales decreased we picked a good time and left and when we left it was a whole giant disaster because when you leave a multi-level marketing company that you're very personally invested in you are no longer accepted by the people you were accepted by before because now you are the enemy, essentially. And that's, to me, the cult part, right? Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. Wow. And you make me think of a... My mother had a very dear friend who had a daughter, so it was my mother's good friend's daughter's daughter, okay, who I actually babysat when I was 12. But we stayed in touch and she got married and had a baby and she'd been to her house and she's lovely and we just adored her. And one day she approached me on the phone and she said, hey, Leslie, you have such a beautiful home. That was her first thing. Um, And it's nice, but you know, that was her first pitch. And I knew something was coming up because she never really talked to me like that. It was like, I could tell it was like a pitch or something. And I was like, well, thanks, Casey. I appreciate that. And she's like, hey, I would really like it if you could host a party for me. And I'm like, and see... When you get to my age, <laughs> I don't have a problem saying no, but this was like 10 years ago, but I still didn't have a problem saying no, which was great for me. And I and I knew where she was going. I've been invited to the Pampered Chefs. I've been invited to the uh, premier jewelry parties. I've been invited to all the stuff that you're invited to when you're in a little neighborhood club and all the things. And I just don't do those. I, I just don't. And I told her, I said, I just don't do that. But hey, I wish you a lot of luck. Do you know that she wrote me this horrible letter saying that I don't support her and we have never spoken again. And it was because I wouldn't host a party for her. And isn't that crazy? It's so crazy that something as simple as you don't support me in this endeavor. It's not like you're not supporting her in getting a Nobel Peace Prize. She's selling pans. Right? Yeah. And I don't even remember what she was selling. I can't remember what it was. I just know I don't do those. And that's what I told her. I said, I just don't do that. You know, hey, good luck. Do all your things. Enjoy. Because I never, you know, I'm not here to bash what you do. If that, if it works for you and you're making money and, and you feel that it's fine, hey, you do you. 
but that I just knew for me, it would never work. I'm not a salesperson like that. I don't want to be in sales. I don't ever want to have to, you know, make my friends sell or make my friends come buy stuff for me. It's just so awkward to me. And, and I'm sure it was awkward for you when you had to do it. How? And then you probably lost friendships. And that was another whole issue I didn't want to get into. Yes. And I will say, I don't feel like I personally lost any of my friendships that I had prior to. I have heard stories of that. And I think that's because I didn't get involved with it via someone that I was very close with. I definitely do not speak to the girl that I, the acquaintance that got me involved. We had a big falling out through all of it because, you know, they promote as they're your sponsor and they're there to help you, but they don't actually provide you any help because all they care about is that they're getting a bonus check, right? Right. We have questions from people that are in your pyramid. They don't know the answers any more than you do because they're not provided with any more information than you are. Right. And so, yeah, we definitely do not speak them, but I will say I did build what I thought were friendships through being involved with LuLaRoe. We were involved for over two years and there were girls that were on our team that we would go to lunch, we would get coffee, our kids would play together and we would do a lot of things. And some of them I do still talk to and there are some that immediately throw you out in the trash because they don't need you anymore. Mm. And you are immediately treated terribly. A woman on our team who... I talked to every single day and was very involved with helping her anytime she had questions, anytime she needed anything. We did events together. Uh, If we had something we couldn't do or somebody who wanted to book something with us and we couldn't do it, we would pass it on to her first. And when we announced, hey, we've decided this isn't working for us anymore, there's too much going on in the company and in our personal lives. And if this is not working for us anymore, we're out. Uh, she immediately just told us to F off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally. Really? Other people told us to F off. But that's a whole other thing. You know, backing up a little bit. Okay, so you sell all this stuff. And yeah, you, you sell, I don't know if it's just parties or you do it online too. It has to be online, I would, I would think. But then you have to mail everything and go to the post office two or three times a week and stand in line and, and all those things. Is that right too? Yes. Yeah, so that's the other thing that these multi-level marketing companies promote constantly is this part-time work for full-time income. And that is garbage. We worked nonstop. There were days where we were working till one or two in the morning because we had these goals we wanted to meet and we had packages to ship and we had pictures to take and we had a party to settle up and we had messages coming in. I remember we actually hired a girl to help us because we were so busy all the time. My business partner worked a full-time job. I was a real estate agent and going to school and had a new baby. So we were very busy and we actually would pay a girl in close, a good friend of mine to come to my house and ship packages for us. And even any other little tasks that I needed to do, even, hey, I have this whole box of stuff I've taken pictures of. Can you put it all on hangers and put it all in order? Things like that. Just small tasks that I could easily pass off to her and the one day I was I remember sitting on my office floor and I had my phone and my iPad both going at the same time 
And she said, does your phone ever stop ringing? It doesn't. It's all the time until I put it on do not disturb at 10 o'clock tonight. Wow. Because (laughs) it's constant. You are constantly working. And especially when you're doing the online stuff the way we were through Facebook and posting pictures of things to sell. People are commenting. And if you don't respond right away, those people are gone, right? So you have to constantly be responding to messages, answering questions. People would ask, what color is that? Is that more of this color, more of that color? Can you measure that item? I mean, the quality of these clothes, I look back now and I feel like when we got started, the quality was much better. Mm. And as time went on, they were just throwing stuff together because they had so many consultants, they couldn't keep up and they didn't care because at the end of the day, it didn't matter to them whether or not we could sell what we were getting because they made their money the minute we placed an order because we're the customer. Right. You guys had, yeah. And you know, another thing too, Lindsay, which I thought was so interesting, and and this might be something that may not be interesting to someone else, but since you're a psychology, uh, you've got a master in psychology, I was thinking, wow, okay, so you have to buy all these different sizes and have all this inventory. It would feel very strange for me to buy not my own size of everything. And I think they kind of know that going into it. So then you only buy maybe your size in two or three and hope that maybe you can sell the the other product. Do you know what I'm saying? Or do you know where I'm getting? And to me that that's kind of a, kind of a mind screw. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they portrayed it as they did it that way because it would keep people from signing up just to be able to essentially get a discount on buying things for themselves is their claim to why everything was set up. But really, it was set up that way to force you to buy a lot of stuff so they make a lot of money. Well, and you know, at the end of the day, yeah. that's all it was. Because let's be honest, to me, if it's a legitimate business, they're just going to have a website. And they're just going right. to say, hey, order on the website. We don't need a bunch of people recruiting. But there's that FOMO, the fear of missing out. Then you have to post all the pictures saying, look how great this is. And I've got this. And then you help other multi-level marketing companies, maybe a picture of whatever they're doing with your LuLaRoe in the picture. And so, and they encourage it all just so that people can go, oh my God, just like you guys did when you were saying, hey, they were selling all this stuff. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, you made some money. But I think commission wise and all said and done, it wasn't much an hour. I think when you finally did all the math, right? Not at all. I've never done the math. I don't want to ever do the math. (laughs) I don't want to know because I can't even imagine. There were days where I would wake up and I was shipping stuff all morning, trying to take care of my kids in between, getting a shower, loading up my car. And then we had a party and I didn't get home until 11 or 12 o'clock at night. I mean, that's an all day work day. There's no way I made enough money to do all of that, right? And you're missing out on your kids. You're missing out with time with your husband. You're missing out on just being Lindsay and just kicking back and maybe taking in a movie when the kids are napping or going to dinner with your husband, but you can't because you need him to watch the kids so you can do another dang party. Exactly. And that's what me and Katie talked about when this was all done. We said uh, the best part of all of it is that I don't have to be on my phone 24-7 because we were always on our phones Mm. because they were always ringing or we always had something to post. You know, I mean, because you have to post, you have to get those interactions to keep people seeing what you're posting. 
Yeah, it's a lot of work. You have to be on all the time. It is a good lesson in, in marketing, I guess. I guess you could say you got something out of it, huh? <laughs> I've learned I've learned a lot of very valuable life lessons. I know. Well, so, and I think you said you didn't just stop there. You, did you go on to another multi-level place? Or? I did. I went on to another one. Ironically, it was, uh, so the owner of LuLaRoe, her name is Deanne, The short end of the story is her and her sister, who is her twin, Diane, started selling clothes from their trunks that they were sewing themselves, and then they got the idea of LuLaRoe, Deanne stole it from Diane, and they went their separate ways, and so Diane went her own way and started another company, and that was the next one, because when I was first introduced to it, it seemed as though they're doing everything right that LuLaRoe did wrong. Okay, yeah, I see that. that's what they're presenting to you, right? That's what they're telling you. But it was just as much of a disaster (laughs) as LuLaRoe ever was. And I learned as I was, you know, getting involved, and I wasn't involved with it for very long, and I did not get anywhere nearly as as involved as I was with LuLaRoe, but I needed... I felt like I needed something else because when I was selling LuLaRoe, I had been a realtor, which brought me zero joy. I did not enjoy being a realtor. I learned that I liked looking at houses, and that was the extent of my joy from being a realtor. And I actually quit my real estate job because we were making some money selling LuLaRoe. My husband has a very good career job that, you know, I did need to make some money, but I wasn't by any means the breadwinner. And I left my real estate job. And then when I was leaving LuLaRoe, this panic of, well, now what am I going to do sets in. And I ran into a girl at a vendor show who was selling this other brand of clothing, Tiffany, formerly Honey and Lace. And now it's got a new name. I don't even know what it is anymore. And she really sold it to me as, well, LuLaRoe does this, but this is what we do over here. And I don't hate on her for any reason because she was very new to multi-level marketing and she was just reiterating everything she had been told. So no harm there from her. But then I started getting involved with that and I'm realizing a lot of the clothes they were selling, they were buying from other wholesale companies, reselling to consultants at a higher price to make a profit then for us to resell to our customers. So again, more proof of you're not running your own business, you are the customer. Right. Well, you know, LuLaRoe and the other one, you just said I can't... Tiffany. uh, Tiffany. Did they ever get found out? Did they ever... Did anyone ever place a lawsuit on any of these people? I mean, at the end of the day, they're pretty much a pyramid scheme. I mean, no, people think, oh, well, you have a product. It can't be a pyramid scheme. But I think the way it's set up is like a pyramid scheme, not necessarily what it presents, correct? Correct, exactly. And LuLaRoe actually just lost a major lawsuit in the state of Washington, and it's going to have to pay a lot of money to any consultant that worked in that state. I can't remember all of the details to that. And the problem with it is that they're just so big. Some of them have been around for so long. So the Direct Selling Association, I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not. I know that a lot of these multi-level marketing companies use the Direct Selling Association as a way to promote themselves as if this is some sort of organization that verifies their legitimacy 
But ultimately, all the direct selling association is is a lobbying company. Mm. They lobby to keep these companies afloat and to keep the lawsuits and things like that at bay and to keep it appearing as though they're legitimate. There are a lot of politicians that pock, mm. their pockets are lined by these companies. Herbalife's another big one. Herbalife is the worst, one of the worst. Um, wow. They sponsor a they go as far as sponsoring sports teams and things like that. And when you see Herbalife across the jersey, the thought of, oh, that's a pyramid scheme doesn't cross your mind because you just see it as some sort of corporate sponsorship, so they must be legitimate. But when you look into what they really do and how they're really set up, you learn very quickly that it's all a big scam too, but they have a lot of money to sponsor that sports team or sponsor that soccer field or whatever they're putting their money into to help establish them as some sort of legitimate business. A lot more to it than just wiping them all out. And the only way we're ever going to wipe them out is to educate people to understand what the companies do and to stop people from getting involved in them. Right. I totally agree. Because I remember, I don't know if it was on your actual episode, because I listened to many episodes on Roberta's podcast that were talking about all the conventions that you guys would go to. And they'd have these legit businessmen. And it almost like programs the members to go see how great we are, see how legit we are. They've got these kinds of people that are here. And really what they're doing is they don't, maybe they don't know they are, but they're representing kind of a scam company, but they're there because, hey, that's a, you know, a paid speaking engagement for them. So they're there for that. You know, I don't even, exactly. and they're there just to talk about maybe their new book or the power of encouraging someone in sales or whatever they're there for. But it makes the people that are in the actual multi-level business, it makes them think, hey, this is such a legit company. Look how good we are. But that's how cults work. Right, right. And I, I was actually talking to a friend a few days ago about, I believe that everybody finds some kind of cult to be a part of, right? And I know that sounds kind of silly, but we all have something that we are passionate about and we just get so deeply involved in. And that's sort of our cult because you build these friendships and these relationships. And if you walked away tomorrow and you said, hey, I no longer believe in this thing, everybody's going to turn your back on you. Right. Even if it's something as silly as, you really like cats and you're in a Facebook group that's all about cats. If you suddenly say, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to go adopt a dog, they all hate you <laughs> because that was your cult, right? Yeah. And the multi-level marketing is the same thing. And that exactly, that is one way that they legitimize themselves. LuLaRoe, they had those big conventions and they would, I think they had Katy Perry one time. Oh my God. They had Kelly Clarkson and they're just being paid. They're there for a paycheck. They right. don't know anything about your company or what you're doing. Right, right. They're there for a paycheck. And I remember Deanne from LuLaRoe actually accused Kelly Clarkson of stealing a denim jacket or something when she was there. What? That they had given her to try on or to wear for a performance or while she was speaking. And they said that she stole it and she wasn't supposed to have taken it with her. And all I could think is, you think Kelly Clarkson needs to steal your $50 jacket? <laughs> she has a professional stylist and more clothes than you have in that warehouse, I'm sure. And you think she needs to steal your denim jacket? Uh, it's just so absurd. It, you know, and it's so funny because, and, and I'm going to go there and I hope you're not going to get mad at me, but you've got a master's degree in psychology, Lindsay. <laughs> 
and I don't mean it like that. I mean it like did something. Well, the good thing is you didn't stay in it long, so that tells me obviously it worked. But did did you? You know, but do you think it's also the fact that you do have some background in the way people like to mess with other people's minds or the way other people um, manipulate or, or the bite model to make you think more about this isn't a legit company? I think I would have eventually figured it out even without my education. I feel like there's a certain group of people that these companies target. Well, several, really. One is those who are in desperate situations who they're convincing you're going to be rich. All you have to do is sell these shakes or whatever it is, these clothes, this makeup, this skincare, you're going to be rich because you can do it. I can do it. You can do it. And then another one is people who are in vulnerable situations, different periods of their life. And that is often moms with very young children. Right. And we are a target market and they know that because there is not a lot of moms that want to have a brand new baby and immediately go back to work. No, that's true. Yeah. And they hit you at that moment of, we can help you stay home with that brand new baby. And here's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is sell this. And it's going to be so easy. It's going to be part time. And they sell you a dream. And the dream does not often come to fruition. I believe the statistic is 1% of people actually make money in a multi-level marketing. 1% of wow. the millions of people that sell these products actually turn a profit. And those people are the top tier people who are earning the bonuses off of all the little people down below. And I think that that is what sucked me in for sure. I had a brand new baby. I was suffering from very serious postpartum depression. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you heard my story about that on uh, Roberta's podcast or not, but I was really struggling to the point I had to be on medication daily for about a year and I was barely functional at that point. Mm. And even the smallest thing of I had no clothes that fit me, I was absolutely miserable. I was exhausted. I felt terrible in my body and I bought this shirt and it fit me and it looked cute. And I didn't have to go anywhere to buy it because I don't want to go into a store and try anything on this new body I have. Right. And that one little thing, that little thing, I bought this shirt and I feel a little bit better because I did. Absolutely. Through the whole process of, oh my gosh, I was so blinded by the excitement of it and I can make money and I don't have to leave my house, even though I'm working 24 seven and ignoring my kids. I didn't have to leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was important. I was still here, you know. Well, you know, and I can imagine, you know, it, it can't be good for a marriage. There are some that probably couldn't survive something like this. There, and there are. My husband is very laid back and very do whatever you want to do. But now that I am not involved in that and now that COVID is chilled out and I okay. my son is done with preschool, I can start actually looking for work. And as I've been looking for work, I've been finding jobs that I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, that would require me to work some weekends. And my husband is, no, you've done that. You've worked the evenings, you've worked the weekends. No, we're not doing that again. So 
he is very, even though he would have never stopped me from doing whatever I wanted to do, and he probably still wouldn't, right. he does say, I don't want you doing that. He has finally got to that point where he is, no. He actually has told me, ideally, he would like me to find a legitimate remote work job where I could <laughs> be at home, but he doesn't want me working crazy hours or anything. And and I know that that stems from me working 24-7, hiding in my office, hollering out at him, hey, this kid needs this. Go right. take care of that for me because I'm busy or whatever. Right. And, and, and in the meantime, you're making, you know, $2 an hour, you know, if you did the math. Right. Oh, right. Lindsay. And, you know, he saw the torment. He saw what you went through. He saw all the long hours. He was there. He witnessed it. Your kids witnessed it. Heck, you weren't even around. So I, I totally understand why he kind of put his foot down a little bit, if nothing else, just to keep you and, and the kids and everyone close together at this point. But I, wow, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I think there's so many businesses uh, that have been around for so long, gosh, you just want to reach out to them and say, there's probably a better way to do this because I can go to like Sephora or I can even go to Target and buy pretty much the same stuff, you know? (laughs) Right. And see, some of these companies like Avon or Mary Kay, many of these old companies that are Tupperware that we all know about, many of those did start out as legitimate businesses where you were purchasing the product you were hosting a show in your home, you were selling the product, and you were putting money in your pocket. Right. But they have learned, but wait, we can make more money if we do it this way mm. and have changed to these other formats to generate more profit. Right. And I, like I said, the only way that we will ever see a change or stop it is if we educate people to get them to understand what these companies are all about and get them to stop being involved in them. And when the people stop getting involved, the companies won't exist anymore, or they will be forced to go legitimate. And like you said, the quality of many of these products, people get so convinced they're getting this amazing thing. And the price tags on some of this stuff are insane, even though the quality is no better than Target, Sephora, Ulta, Right, And sometimes it's worse, but we're convinced that because our friend is selling this product, it must be something good because we like that person and we know that person. And there's a lot of psychology about that as well. Yeah, they're my friend. I trust them. It's that whole thing. And, you know, the loyalty of nothing else with your friends. So. Um, and we could probably sit here and talk another three hours, but I just wanted to give my audience just a glimpse into the things that happened to you. And I'm so sorry they happened, but sometimes it's a good thing in other ways because you can learn about yourself and you could maybe teach others to, you know, because to me, if it's too good to be true, it ain't probably is. It is too good to be true. Exactly. That is 100%. I learned a lot about myself through all of it. I learned a lot about my abilities, my decision-making skills, (laughs) and what I'm willing to do in the future. And like you said, my goal now is to just get people to understand what it is and educate people so that we can stop this madness. And these companies have no choice but to sell a legitimate product in a legitimate way or go away. 
Right. And, and I agree. I mean, I have no problem with people trying to make money on their products. I think that's fine. Do it. And I always say, too, the, the product prices on a lot of this multi-level marketing stuff, the prices are so high. And with a high price, you assume quality. And it's not a high price because you're getting a better quality. It's a high price because you have to pay that pyramid. So if I'm selling you a $35 teeny tiny bottle of essential oil, it's not because that's the best quality essential oil on the planet. There's tons of legitimate essential oil companies out there. But I have to sell that to you. I make my, I don't know, what do they make? They make like 25% commission, if that. Right. But then the person above that person has to make a 5% commission. And the person above that person has to make a 5% commission. And the person above that person has to make a 1% commission. And you have to feed that pyramid. And the only way you can feed that pyramid is selling that tiny little bottle for $35. Right. But we assume that we're paying for quality and you're not. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's the thing. If we can get these companies to just be more legit or just go legit, and if you want to represent them and, and pimp them out or do whatever you want to do, maybe they can give you a percentage of, of that. You know, maybe they can give you that affiliate link. Maybe that's the best way to go. Right. Girl, you have been so enlightening and so fantastic. I can't thank you enough for coming on my show. I asked you just the other day and you were so gracious and said yes right away. And I appreciate you so much. And I know you've been listening to my podcast, so I want you to be able to listen to yourself on this one too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really appreciate it because as I told you, any opportunity to even get somebody to start to question, now, wait a minute, I've never heard of this. I don't know what this is and start to research and learn more. Any opportunity that I can take to make that happen is a great thing for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And um, I thank you again for coming on my podcast. And if I ever need you, I'll, I'll ask you back. Definitely, definitely. Any questions, I'm here. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.